episode 158 of Australia's number one marketing show. Check this out. The Czech Republic cancelled the trademark of today's guest's real estate business. So he started a campaign in which he put up for sale the Czech president's castle without even telling him. Welcome to the Small Business Big Marketing Show, where successful small business owners share their secrets to take your marketing to the next level. Now, here's your host, Tim Reid. G'day, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Australia's number one ranking marketing show. I am your host, Timbo Reid, but you, you right there, walking the dog, are so much more importantly, a motivated small business owner ready to crank out, crank out some great marketing to build your business. And we are brought to you, we are made possible by the very good folk at Net Registry. They are there to get your online marketing sorted. Anything you like, domain names, website hosting, design, development, SEO, PPC, all that stuff, search engine optimization and pay-per-click, just in case you didn't know what they were. But NetRegistry are there to help you with all your online marketing needs. Head over to netregistry.com.au. And I also want to welcome everyone from the Flying Solo community here in Australia. Now, big show, interesting show today, a little bit political, yeah, sort of, sort of, but not really. Uh, interesting guest, but we've also got a question about Facebook engagement. That is a listener question. We have some feedback, some wonderful, wonderful feedback coming through the iTunes store. I am going to announce, that would be announce, not an announce, a live event that I'll be running in November this year. I'm going to tell you all about that, if you don't know already. And then we've got today's guest, all the way from Czechoslovakia. In fact, the Czech Republic, as it is now known. Um, his name's Nathan, and he put together a campaign, check this out, to sell the Czech president's castle. With a difference, he didn't tell the Czech president that he was going to sell his castle. Interesting, very, very interesting. We have got lots to cover. Let's get stuck in. So today's listener question comes from Jemima, Jemima Puddleduck. That is the only Jemima I know, but I don't reckon it will be Jemima Puddleduck. It'll be Jemima from bigairschool.com.au. She says, hey, Timbo, I operate a youth engagement program called Big Air School that involves action sports like skate, parkour, and BMX parkour, I had to Google it, being the old bloke that I am, that's where they run and up walls and over things and do amazing kind of stuff without the assistance of anything. Um, my Facebook page speaks to the participants, 11 to 17-year-old males, while my website speaks to the people that actually pay for the events, local councils, event organisers, etc. I often share things to flatter our sponsors via social media and it rates very badly with Facebook analytics. No surprises there, Jemima. Can you offer any advice on how to share content on social media without looking like a suck-up? Love that expression, suck-up. There used to be a guy in my class. We used to call him suck-up job, Sudge. His, name, his nickname was Sudge. He was, stood for suck-up job. That's terrible, isn't it, now that I reflect back on that? Um, back to Jemima's marketing conundrum. You know, when you share things um, in order to flatter sponsors, you know, where's the benefit in that? You know, yeah, you're going to flatter sponsors, but I reckon sponsors want to see you 
doing what you do best and not flattering them. I honestly believe that, you know, do what you do best, um, walk your talk, um, live your brand, and the sponsors will like you as a result. That's why they're sponsors in the first place. So stop trying to flatter and add value. How you do that, Jemima? Three things. Number one, be useful. Just be really useful. So, for example, you could explain tricks on your Facebook. You know, you could do videos, little screen grabs, photos, that type of thing. Number two, be entertaining, right? You could, I imagine the kind of things that you do with your business, um, you'd have lots of bloopers, lots of little accidents, not hopefully not bad accidents, but accidents. You could do interviews with some of the people who are doing the tricks, the BMX staff, the parkour, like that word, um, the skating. So, you know, be entertaining entertaining, have some fun. I reckon it'd be quite, you know, the kind of things that you do would put a smile on people's dials. Number three, instead of flattering your sponsors via your social media, be conversational. Ask questions on your Facebook, share opinions, ask for others' opinions, start the conversation. Here's the thing, social media, Jemima, is just people having conversations online, okay? If you look at, and Facebook, you know, Facebook's a bit of a party. You go there to just have a look around, have a bit of a chin wag, um, speak to other people, see what they're up to. So flattering sponsors doesn't really cut it, you know, when you're at a party. You know, you just want to be someone who is interesting, has got interesting things to say. And if you're that person at the party, then people are going to engage with you. And I think you'll get better traction with your Facebook page that way. It's certainly, I certainly find that with the small business, big marketing Facebook, where I share the lighter side of marketing. And when I do, puts a smile on people's face and they get engaged. They leave um, comments, they like, they share it, they do all that type of stuff. Um, Now, a couple of other points, Jemima. Um, If Facebook's freaking you out, I imagine you've got some pretty young, groovy people on your team, given that you are into skateboarding, parkour, and BMX stuff. So, Promote one of the young people. Give them the responsibility of managing your business. What's it called? Big Air Schools Facebook page. Give it. Give them the challenge. I think they'll really kind of. It'll look good on their resume and it, and and set it up as a promotion. Package it as a promotion. The other thing I'd suggest, Jemima, just to finish up, is get clear on your brand's personality. I've had a look at your website. I've had a look at your Facebook page. And I'm not convinced that you are living your brand. It feels still like a business and there's not a lot of emotional engagement in your brand. And given the business that you're in, I think it'd be really easy to kind of, to be cool, you know? And that feels so old when I say cool, to be cool, it's like the Fonz, you know? But to kind of, it's a brand that should be exciting, adventurous, a little bit dangerous even, you know? Um, and then I think you're onto something something good. So get clear on your brand. Identify those three to four personality traits that you'd like people to use to describe you. Maybe you not maybe even identify the public figure that you see yourself, you'll see your brand being most like. So uh, Jemima, loving your work. Thanks so much for sending in the question. Listeners, if you do have a question for me, you can go to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, send me a voicemail or send me an email and I may well read it on the show because I do love answering your questions and I answer your questions every day in the Small Business Big Marketing Forum, which you can also join at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com for a massive 49 bucks a month. 
So I have just got back a couple of days ago from Bali where I went over for a family wedding and I tagged a few days onto the front of that little holiday, that little sojourn, to reflect on the year that has been. And it's been a fantastic year for my business on so many levels and to also start planning for the year ahead from a marketing perspective. And one of the things that kind of hit me between the eyes was just how powerful content marketing has been, what a wonderful contributor it's been to the growth of my business. It's also been a great contributor to the growth of a number of my guests, the businesses, and also to a lot of small business owners that I've spoken to throughout the year, they're dabbling in content marketing and seeing some really, really good results like increased, 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 increased inquiry, you know, uh, brand awareness, um, their marketing costs have gone down, and they're seeing really good results from it. So, I put all that together and I thought, you know what, I'm going to put on a live event because I have a number of listeners who have kind of hit me up saying, when are you going to put on something that we can come to, a little workshop or something? So live event, it's happening. It's called the content, it's called the small business, big marketing, content marketing accelerator program, November 29 in Melbourne. I know this show gets downloaded in 110 countries, but I had to choose somewhere. It's going to be in Melbourne, November 29. Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, click on the banner on the front page, you'll see all the details. You'll also see a little video that I produced whilst in Bali in which I explain what to expect. But here's the here's the basic deets of what you're going to walk away with. You're going to learn how to use content marketing to build a strong competitive brand, how to create engaging messages, how to get your editorial mission right how to identify your prospect's pain points, how to never run out of content, how to choose which medium is right for you and your business, and how to use video marketing, blogging, and podcasting to drive inquiry. That, my dear listener, is a very, very full day, and I am really, really excited about bringing it to you because I just know how effective content marketing is as a strategy. I've been living it for four or five years in my own business, and it's been wonderful. So uh, that is on November 29. It's in Melbourne. Seats are limited. Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Click on the banner that says Content Marketing Accelerator Program, and I'll see you there. Now, let's get stuck in to today's guest, who is Nathan Brown. Nathan is a Canadian living in the Czech Republic. And he hit me up a few weeks ago wanting to be interviewed on my show. And I want to read the email to you to give you some background to what Nathan is doing because it kind of sets the scene and puts everything into perspective. So he says, hi, Timbo. Careful to use that after your last episodes. Yeah, well, got I hear you. I have been a long-time listener to your show, have tried to catch and use lots of the marketing gold dripping from the ceilings. It has undeniably helped me with our marketing. Very kind. Just so you know, Nathan runs and owns a business called Checkpoint 101, and they buy, sell, and manage real estate in the Czech Republic. Back to his email. We are proceeding on a big PR effort in the Czech Republic starting today, September 9, 2013, that makes me very nervous, but I think it will give us really good exposure. And he goes on to give us a brief overview of the story, which is important for the interview. We had a trademark for our company named Checkpoint, registered in 2006. In 2007, the Czech government registered their own trademark, 
checkpoint for a government office, which they rolled out countrywide. When we objective, they had our earlier trademark cancelled. We've spent thousands of dollars fighting this, and we're now looking for a way to at least recoup some costs in terms of PR. We still have legal options, which we are pursuing. So their PR strategy was this, and this is where this is a really interesting idea. This is what caught my attention. In cooperation with a PR firm in Prague, he started a big campaign which had the headline, Czech President Must Move. Prague Castle Castle for sale. The basic premise is that they took something from us, so we'll take something from them. We are taking ads out on real estate websites uh, with the uh, ad Castle for sale, and also in nationwide newspapers with a big effort to, to promote on social media. He says, I'm extremely nervous about it. I bet he is. The government might decide to shut our company down and or revoke our visas. Well, there's a lot of downside. I thought the story might be interesting to your listeners, whether the results of this campaign is crash and burn or front page paper headlines. Interesting, huh? Well, let's hear from Nathan over in the Czech Republic. Nathan Brown, Checkpoint 101, or is it? Welcome to Small Business Big Marketing. Thanks very much, Tim. It's it's great to be on. It's a real privilege. Mate, it's a pleasure to have someone who's listened to my show, as you just told me before we hit the, the red button, uh, since almost day one. So uh, so thank you. Now, mate, um, I imagine there was some risk attached to what you just did. So where are you talking to me from, a Siberian salt mine? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – no, for sure there was some, some, some risk attached to it. Uh, I'm actually in, close to Salzburg right now. Um, right, so, so you've done a runner. What's that? Sorry. Oh, I'm gonna have to translate. You know, you you you've left you've left uh, where you were. Are you running from the government? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I basically commute back and forth. I do a lot of the work uh, remotely from here, and then I'm back and forth to uh, Czech Republic, which is where our, our business is based. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, Nathan, before you share the results, let's have a bit of a look back. I gave my listeners a bit of insight into what you did. But in in, in 2007, the Czech government revoked your trademark checkpoint. Um, So why do this campaign now? That's six years ago. Yeah, it's been a long, it's a long story as uh, legal legal things often are. Um, it, It started, I mean, we registered our trademark in 2006. And they registered theirs, the government, in 2007. Then they re- rolled out this uh, public office called Checkpoint uh, in 2008. And then basically, mm-hmm. once, once we picked it up and, and uh, we realized it was a conflict with our trademark, we had people calling us for their services. Um, yeah, we started so, it. But, but, but why, why leave it for so long? It's six years ago. Well... Basically, we've we've had different stages in the fight. It's it's. I mean, the whole the legal process is going on the whole time. Um, their their attorneys have been masters at uh, making the whole process very long. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, at, at this point here, like the spring of this year, they succeeded in going through the national trademark office and mm-hmm. getting our trademark cancelled. Oh, okay. So it wasn't until the spring of this year that you've kind of now gone, oh, hang on, hang on. You can't just go and do that. So it's kind of taken that long to get to this point, yeah? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we- Okay. 
actually, the story of why we registered was was interesting. At the beginning, we we had uh, in two thousand six, we had a um, a competitor using our company name on Google AdWords, and so I I contacted Google and said, you know, we this can't be allowed. We have to get these these ads down. And they said the only way it's possible is if you had a trademark for your company mm-hmm. name. So so that instigated our uh, our trademark registration. But but since then, you know, the government claimed that we did it because we we had some inside knowledge of their office coming up, and we only wanted to uh, to profit from their their yeah, office. Right. <laughs> right. So tell me the premise. Um, the premise was, you know, they took something from you, so you'll take something from them. Um, the aim, I'm guessing, of the campaign, however, is a little bit more serious in that, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you're trying to draw attention to the corrupt practices of either a Czech, an individual Czech politician or the Czech political system generally. Boy, this is poli- – I've never had such a political discussion on small business, big marketing, by the way. However – why fight it? I mean, you, you got you're you're a Canadian living in someone else's country. Shouldn't you live by their rules? Yeah, I, I mean, I I really never expected them to 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 act this way. You know, you, you basically expect them to to live by the rules. Like we we had the trademark registered before. Uh, we have clear proof that we registered it to protect our business, not because of their office coming up, and, and basically they refuse to recognize it. They go through the back back doors to get her trademark canceled. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's very expensive, of course, legal fight. And, uh, and so the whole way through, I thought, well, if there's ways that we can um, get some publicity from it to, to, to leverage it and get some media coverage, then, then it pays for our legal costs. And uh, right. we did a campaign in 2011 with it that, was, that, that got good media coverage. And then, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and then this, this idea here, Went went quite well as well. Yeah, but but why? Like uh, you're 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 a sm- I'm guessing you're a small real estate firm in the Republic. Here I go get my geography right. What is it? The Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Yeah. Right. Uh, so you're a small real estate firm. You've been hardly done by. Um, I'm I'm just interested. Like, are you an activist by? Have you what were you like at uni? Were you running up and down the streets <laughs> with placards? No, and, and this, this, I mean, the purpose of this was really not, was not activist in any way. And it will not, I mean, the legal case is still going on. We're appealing the decision. It will really not affect the decision at all. I mm-hmm. mean, one very interesting thing that came from this whole uh, Sell Prague Castle campaign is we had a guy uh, contact us that said he was uh, a contractor for the government when they set up this, this public office. Uh, he worked on the logo for it, and his friend worked on the trademark. And he said, "What he thinks they're doing is totally illegal." Mm-hmm. And he he wants to meet with us to see if he can help our case at all. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, that was a really positive um, outcome, uh, including you know, plus all, all right. the the media coverage we got. Okay, well, don't don't uh, keep your powder dry. Um, now, just before uh, this interview, I just shared that some of the marketing that you did, you uh, hired a PR firm, you have been running ads on, you ran ads on real estate websites in the Czech Republic. Any other marketing you did to get this um, to get this campaign out there? Um, we did. I did Facebook ads and mm-hmm. also uh, YouTube um, advertising. Okay. 
Video advertising. Video advertising. So what do you mean by that? Like I've seen your video that you did and posted on YouTube. Did you also run an ad campaign around that? Yeah, just through Google AdWords um, where you set up the video campaign through it. So around that. So you said you spent, in the email you sent me, you said you spent about $5,000? I think in the end it came out to around Mm -hmm. $4,000. So a uh, a little bit less than that. Oh, there's a positive in itself. That's so right. insert insert drum roll, Nathan. Insert drum roll. What were the results of putting yourself on the line, uh, risking everything? I mean, the downside. What? What? Well, what's the downside? They could shut you down. They could kick you out of the country. Was that worst case scenario? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, this uh, the part of the government that that deals that had this trademark is the Ministry of Interior. They they give us our visas. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could, uh, cancel our visas. They could, uh, I mean, what, even my attorneys, they were worried about getting, uh, financial controls. Uh, so, you know, they can send the financial office in to just make your, your life miserable. Yeah. Yeah. You sound like a serious insect with a sense of humor. So what were the <laughs> results? What were the results? I mean, we, we had really, really good, uh, traffic. We got covered in, in all the major, uh, journals, in uh, in Czech Republic, like the big online news lanes, and uh, and we got front page on on their all their websites, so it was really 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 good good coverage. Yeah, well, that says, that doesn't that sounds like a failure to me so far, <laughs> because you, you well well to be brutal, like you weren't after unless there's a kind of underlying thing here that you just wanted to get free publicity for Checkpoint One Hundred One, which is your business. Um, you know, uh, you got a whole lot of free public, f- free, uh, free publicity. Um, did you get your, did you get your trademark back? Did you uh, what 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 other things happened? Um, no, I mean, I, I didn't expect it from the beginning um, that it would result in anything with regard to our trademark. I mean, in we made the offer because the government says that 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 we did it only to profit. Uh, from from their upcoming offices, so we made the offer on the website and in the video that seventy five percent of uh, any settlement, if they came forward with a settlement, mm-hmm. um, it, we would give to Transparency International. So we right. we kind of put that in there to uh, to dispel that because it's uh, you know when you get treated so badly, it becomes, uh, at a certain point, uh, you, you basically want justice. I, I don't know if it's going to mm-hmm. be going to be done, but... Uh, so have you heard from, I love, I love the name of this department, have you heard from the Ministry for the Interior? No. That sounds so scary. <laughs> they only deal with, um, like, they'll deal with the media. Yeah. So when we when we put the press release out, they'll contact the Ministry of Interior and get their spokesman to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll, they'll they never deal with us directly. Uh, so what did they say to the media in response to what you were doing? They they always say the same. We believe that we're acting in full accordance with our um, with our rights under the law. Mm-hmm. That's basically all okay. that they do. Okay, so they they're drawing they're, they're pulling the company line or the government line, so to speak. Have you walked outside your apartment to see blokes in big coats sitting in dark <laughs> cars? Yeah, I, I'm a little bit worried about that. I wear <laughs> oh, disguises I you now, are. and uh, 
<laughs> Big mustaches. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's pretty easy to get false IDs in Czech Republic, so right, run around with that. So, so okay. So, from an outcome point of view, uh, website traffic spiked. You tell me here, eight hundred and fifty percent higher than normal. Uh, you have got a whole lot of coverage. Um, you say you've got some additional action happening on Facebook. What about business? Is it have you got business from it? I can't say that it's directly related, but I know that we've we've talked to to more than a few who the first time meeting them, they say checkpoint one oh one, hey, you're the guys that uh that have the trademark issue with the government. So mm-hmm. it's it's on their mind. It's some brand awareness, um and, and that's kind of how how I approached it. So are the locals going, yeah, yeah, good on you boys, you know, well done. Took a Canadian to do it, but gee, we're fully supporting of you of you, or are there people going, Oh, gotta keep an arm's length from these guys. These they're troublemakers, they might not be here tomorrow. I mean, it's a bit of a two-edged sword. No, it's true. And and, and we knew right from the start that uh that some wouldn't like it. I mean they, they just view it basically that that you're trying to um extort money here's a foreigner trying to extort money from the government. Mm-hmm. But our, our main clientele are, are 35 to 55 year old and they're like entrepreneurs, managers, because we deal with investment property. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our main clientele. So our, our main goal with the PR agency that we set down is that this group, we would like them to view it as clever, as, a, as a, an interesting way of, of approaching it and and that it would get you know favorable it would have a favorable impression on them mm-hmm. in in that sense tell me when you um always interested in where ideas come from um when you were sitting around at a point in time you got your back up as we say in australia you know you're a bit you're a bit pissed off and um you're thinking what can we do uh, like where'd the idea come from and when it was tabled did you all look at each other and go Oh, oh, we could never do that. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, it was in it was in the PR firm. I, I was in contact um, with with the owner of the firm. We met on a on a related to to our real estate business. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the meeting with him, I, I said, you know, listen, I, I want to describe your your PR guy. Here's here's my situation. Uh, this is what's happening with the government. Is there any way you think we could leverage it? And he said, okay. Let's go out and let's talk to my my creative guys. So we went out, and and uh, I presented the story to to three of their guys there. And right away, like this this one guy, he says, "Sell the Prague Castle." He says, "They took something from you. You uh, you take something from them." And and you know, after that, that that was the first initial idea. Everyone laughed, and uh, and we didn't really think of it seriously. Then we thought about it and thought about it, and there was really nothing else that that came close to. Uh, to, to that idea. So in the end, after about three weeks, we said, okay, let's go with that idea. Nice. Nice. Did you have did that kind of uh, butterflies in the stomach going? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I was, I was really nervous. My, yeah. my wife was totally against it. Yeah. Yeah. Said we were, we were going to. Could you listen to her? <laughs> I, I usually do, but 
I didn't tell her the whole story. Good on you for having the courage. I mean, it does. I mean, big ideas um, do take courage, and you do get butterflies, and they, you kind of do you, you you question whether they're right. Um, I, I'm not convinced. You know, it's interesting. Even kind of when I said yes to 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 coming on the show, because I, you know I, I set this show up in terms of guests as being successful small business owners who are cranking out some form of really successful marketing. Um, but I like the courage in the idea. I think that's what appealed to me and I don't think there's enough big ideas in small business marketing it's it's because that's why big brands pay big agencies big dollars for big ideas you know so that I, I think that's that's really admirable um Nathan did you often unexpected things happen when you do put yourself out there you mentioned one bloke who kind of approached you but any any sort of unexpected unrelated things happen as a result of this yet it's early days too by the way yeah i mean it's been about uh, six weeks and um i i'm expecting you know at any time to get some uh, letter about a about a lawsuit from the government or something for uh pretending oh, that nice. we're that we're selling their castle yep um no i, I mean that that was the the main thing was were these was this guy that that contacted who said he was involved in the whole process and and uh, he thinks what they're doing is illegal wants mm. to help us mm. But, but, you know, it's exactly what you said that it was, um, we, we put it out there just to get brand awareness and, and to see if something would happen of it. There, there's an election coming up, uh, shortly and we didn't know, you know, maybe one of them picked it up as a part of their campaign and, and it would go a lot bigger, but it didn't in this case. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love how you just casually said, yeah, look, I'm expecting to get a letter from the government at any, any day now. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no worries. That's just uh, you just lie back on your banana lounge there and, and enjoy the day. You just might, you know. Again, you I'm call you next year. You may well be in Siberia. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. <laughs> oh, good on you. Hey, um, what would you have done differently? I mean, the one big mistake we 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 made um, is that we. Although the press releases had our website address, both the website that we created for for selling the Prague Castle. ProgueCastleForSale.com and in Czech Prashki CZ. Even though we we had those, they in the news articles they they don't print the website addresses. Oh. So we had you know thousands of people searching, and they searched Checkpoint One Hundred One Prague Castle for Sale in Czech. You're right. And yeah. they came to our website, and I didn't have anything on our website, uh, you know, connecting the Prague Castle sale website with with our company and that was a big mistake yeah right and and i lost uh a lot of traffic i think and and shares because of that i realized it about four four hours after the uh the the big news companies yeah. had had you know had it on their top uh the top story but i'd already missed you know thousands of uh damn yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's where you need the big whiteboard and kind of map out, you know, all the uh, all the possibilities. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that would have increased the the spread for sure. Well, Nathan, uh, well done. Uh, a, thanks for listening to my show. B, thanks for hitting me up and suggesting uh, we have a chat about it. It is it is a big idea. It's brave. Um, if other developments do happen, I'd love to know and happy to share it with our listeners because um, it does feel like early days in the campaign. It's only six weeks old and um, let me know when that letter comes through. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on the run so you might get uh, yeah. <laughs> from some obscure place. 
I'll be with Snowden up in Russia. Thanks, Nathan. Okay, Tim, thanks. Well, what did you think about that, listeners? I, I'm in two minds, as you probably gathered during that interview, but I do admire Nathan's ability to think outside the box. Okay, so it was the PR agency that came up with the idea, but he had the courage to go with it. So number one, learning, think outside the box. Number two is have the courage to chase a big idea. And I know there's been a number of interviews that I've done with people on the Small Business Big Marketing Show over the years where they really have had the courage in some way, shape or form, uh, and as a result have grown their business exponentially in some cases. Three interviews that come to mind, Tom Dixon from Willet Blend, where he went down that amazing um, product demonstration via uh, incredible videos. Number two, David Warren from Sydney Tall Ships, you know, a recent guest on last week's episode. I mean, David talked uh, at length about having business courage. Uh, Number three, Mia Friedman from Mamma Mia, uh, one of the biggest blogs in Australia where she was operating it from from her lounge room and built an amazing business as a result of it. Courage. In fact, you know, as I say those three, almost every interview I do on this show, there's been some element of risk-taking of of having the courage to chase down a big idea. So love to hear your thoughts. Go over to the show notes for episode 150. And leave me with a comment as to what you thought of Nathan's um, Nathan's courage. Uh, maybe you thought he was stupid. I don't know. Let me know. All right. Now, let's get stuck into a couple of more things before we wrap up. At the end of the show... After I play the outro music and voiceover, um, I've got a little little. Uh, oh, is it a treat? I don't know. I found it funny. I was. You, you may have, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you will have um, heard about my uh, love affair or not with my HTC One phone. And I was on hold to HTC the other day, and I recorded it. And uh, not the conversation, just. Um, the on-hold music and uh, what ensued, and I'm going to put that after the uh, the very end of this episode. So have a listen to that. Um, let's talk feedback because I have been getting some wonderful, wonderful feedback from listeners on iTunes, and I can't respond to it on iTunes, so I kind of thought, well, why not I share some of it on the show. So a big thank you to Animal Muppet 27 who say who says I also commute twice a week and your show never fails to provide some good ideas to use and some excellent fun and motivation too. Um, I've got one here from Garrick. Uh, he or she says love the podcast Timbo. I do a third a 3 hour commute twice a week and always look forward to the great content you provide. Here's one from Sean Sachs. Thanks, Timbo. Always feel motivated when listening to your podcasts. Thanks always for great content. And let's choose one more. There's about 197 here, which I'm very, very grateful for. for. Here's one from... um Carly, I've listened to SBBM podcast for over two and a half years. I have learned some amazing concepts from Timbo and his A-class guests. I listen to the podcast every morning on my one-hour commute to my business. I just plug in my iPhone into my stereo and off I go into the world of small business, big marketing. Oh, there's a bit more there. Timbo helps me get myself and my business into action. Really worth downloading the, the podcast on your phone and doing the same. He's a real motivator. Oh, that's very kind, Carly. So uh, thank you to everyone who's leaving reviews on iTunes. It helps build my rating and it boosts my ego at the same time. All right. Now, one last thing. Next next week's guest is a lady who is a telesales and cold calling expert. 
and I don't use that lightly. Um, she's been referred to me by a past guest who's using telesales and cold calling very cleverly, and she is coming on to give us the inside word on how we can use it to grow our business. I'm excited by that because it's not something I do, uh, always shied away from it, and I know many, many of my listeners do the same. So after next week's episode, you're all going to be cold calling gurus. I reckon that'll just about do it. Be sure to head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com if you are interested in catching up with me at the Content Marketing Accelerator live workshop on November 29 in Melbourne. I'd love to see you there, help you grow your business through some content marketing. Otherwise, may your marketing be the best marketing. See you next week. You've been listening to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reid. Want more marketing goodness? Then visit smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. You've got to hear this. I'm on hold to HTC because I can't get an audio file off my wonderful HTC One and this is the on hold music. Have a listen. Sorry, our representatives are still engaged. Please wait and we'll service you as soon as possible. Oh, help, help. Breathe, breathe. You know, besides that being just terrible, terrible on hold music, like that's quite subjective, but I think the most of you would agree. It's just such an example of not fully understanding your brand. And I am now going to be completely Apple-centric in what I'm about to say, and I don't care anymore because I've been over to the dark side and it hasn't worked. It's unfriendly. It's not intuitive. It just... It's just painful. You know, imagine if Apple did that. They just wouldn't. They wouldn't have such ridiculous on-hold music. You wouldn't have to ring a call center in the first place because in most cases, in my experience of 10 years with Apple, it just worked, you know, and the more businesses where it just worked uh, would be a great thing. And I tell you what, I am very glad to be leaving the HTC world. In fact, i uh, I'm, I've tried twice to get the iPhone, uh, the new 5S. I'm going to try a third time. As frustrating as it is, clearly uh, it's popular and uh, I will end up getting one. But um, just a great example of not fully, fully understanding the brand. HTC, goodbye. Apple, hello.